St. Paul's words to the Philippians ring out on this Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. And for many of you here, probably this fits in well with how you're feeling. We know that Christmas is getting closer and we see around us much activity, much decoration, and we anticipate good things coming. So in many of you, perhaps this feeling of joy is already welling up and you find yourself fitting in with the theme of this Sunday. But it may well be that for others of you, you don't feel the same way. It could be for a variety of reasons. We know that there are very difficult events happening in the world and in our country. Or perhaps you've experienced difficult events in your family, in your health, in your job, in your relationships. In any one of these things, you might feel pressures or suffering. And especially if you're feeling distance from what St. Paul describes here, you might want to say, look, that's easy for you to say. If you're in that second group, it may help to realize he is writing this letter from prison. Perhaps his first imprisonment in Rome, or perhaps an earlier imprisonment in Ephesus. But either way, he's in prison as he writes this to the Christians in Philippi. Which might make us want to listen a little closer. Because if he's writing this from that situation, maybe he knows something and is telling us something that isn't just on the surface but comes from somewhere else and can be lived and experienced in the midst of real difficulties. And even if you're one of those feeling joyful during this season, what we learn from him and the other readings may serve well at other times of the year. For there are times when any one of us may need to put these lessons into practice. As we consider the things we hear in our different readings today, I think we see four things that connect into this possibility of experiencing a joy in the midst of difficulties. And this is the joy that can shine within us and out of us as we live following Christ in this world. For the first, did you notice in the first reading from the prophet Zephaniah that while he is at, in times of this reading telling the people in front of him to rejoice, there's a couple times when he's using the word differently. As he says, the Lord your God is in your midst. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will sing joyfully because of you. And this becomes the first thing to notice about this joy is to notice, first of all, the Lord's joy, that the Lord rejoices because of you. Do you know how much the Lord loves you? And not just some sort of formal or duty sort of love, but really delight in the heart at you such that you cause joy in him. Many of you know this. If you don't know it, 
It's true. And what a difference it makes to know the Lord's delight and joy in you. If you haven't learned this yourself, I encourage you to pray about it, to ask the Lord to reveal his joy in you to you so that you may know it. Perhaps consider speaking with a priest or someone else who's spiritually mature to help you to discover what is true, his delight in you. The second thing we notice is that St. Paul says, the Lord is near. The second thing that gives us this joy is our anticipation of the second coming of Christ. Indeed, we hear this throughout our readings today. Zephaniah is speaking, anticipating the return of the people of Israel from exile. John the Baptist is speaking, helping them, the people to get ready to recognize Christ right away. And yet both of them, as well as St. Paul, are also looking beyond this. They are looking beyond this to what is the focus of our Christian hope. The second coming of Christ. When he will make all things right. When suffering and evil will finally end. When he will raise us from the dead. And as St. Paul said in just the preceding chapter to the Philippians, he will make our own lowly body to be like his glorious body. This means that even though at this time we may need to suffer things, carry our cross, that there is light at the end of the tunnel, a light that is more glorious and more joyful than we can practically imagine. St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans in chapter 8, I believe that the sufferings of this present time are as nothing compared to the glory that is to be revealed. And so as we look forward and we realize that whatever we suffer now will, will in eventually, it will end. And not just end, but it will change as our Lord comes again and brings all of this blessedness to us. This is then the second thing that we notice about this Christian joy. Third thing is that it's not just for the future, but that it is for now. The doctrine of providence, by which we recognize that nothing happens outside the Lord's control, that whatever happens is either what he wills or what he permits, and that the evils he permits are only when he knows he can bring a greater good out of them such that St. Paul writes to the Romans in that same chapter, that we know that everything works together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. We know this as a truth that is taught to us. When we examine our own past, sometimes we may see it. Some event that was difficult at the time, perhaps now we see how it worked out for a greater good for us. And having seen that in some cases, that can give us the confidence for those times when we don't see it. And there's many times when we won't. But the times that we do, we then can trust that this is exactly what God is doing in guiding us. 
St. Paul, in one of his letters, gives a great list of all the things he suffered. The beatings, the imprisonments, the shipwrecks, the list goes on. And he is in prison as he writes this. And yet in the midst of this, he has this unshakable confidence that God is in control and that he is working good in his life and in others' life. And this is a third source of this joy. A fourth is something interesting. We notice that there are different things that St. Paul instructs the Philippians and us to do. There are certain things that St. John the Baptist instructs the people who are asking him to do. What's fascinating is that pretty much all of these different actions they're instructing us to do are actions that psychological studies have shown increases happiness and joy and well-being in people. As it happens, every one of them. St. John the Baptist tells the soldiers and the tax collectors not to misuse their power and their position to take from people and enrich themselves. And we know how valuable a clear conscience is to anyone as they no longer feel the guilt of doing wrong but know that they are doing right. St. Paul instructs people to give thanksgiving. And similarly, we know that to focus upon and count our blessings and then to show that gratitude to human persons or to God similarly increases joy within us. St. Paul instructs people to bring everything, all our needs, to God in prayerful petition. And similarly there too, psychology has discovered that when we know that God is close to us and loves us and wants to help us and we bring our needs to him, this causes a notable decrease in feelings like anxiety. St. Paul tells us to show kindness to others. St. John the Baptist said, share, give food, clothing to those who need them. And similarly, psychology has noticed that as much joy as we may find by receiving a gift, we experience even more by giving it. Funny how the practical instruction given by these two saints directly leads to joy. And of course it works the other way around too. When that joy is within us in the midst of difficult circumstances, then it wells up in reaching out to others and also begins to implant joy in them. This then is the source of this joy, even in difficulty. As we know how the Lord delights and rejoices in us, as we look towards the great joy that he will bring about when he comes again, as we consider how he's protecting and guiding us and those around us even now, and as we live out these actions that engender joy in us, God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice.